0: We have to be open to possibilities. We have to dream big. We have to believe that our intentions and our magical thinking will serve us in ways that we can't even fathom.
1: Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the Kathy Heller Show. As you can hear, I have a little bit of a cold. I was home today with a fever, um, so my voice is a little bit scratchy. But you guys have no idea how this community fills me up so much. It is absolute medicine all day today. I was interacting with you guys um, on Instagram. I made two reels over the last couple of days. I've been loving doing that. By the way. And I've been sharing some parts of my story that I haven't always shared. It's been fun. If you want to catch those, you can go to my Instagram at kathy.heller. And I'm really excited. I'm just feeling so in this like creative, expansive place right now. As we come upon this new five-day challenge I'm doing, which starts January 24th, you can register for it. It's free. Go to kathyheller.com slash abundance. And it's really just opening me up as I'm preparing this curriculum for you guys. But essentially we are going to spend five days together. I'm calling it most abundant year. And we are going to allow for all of the calibrating that needs to happen to happen so that you have the most abundant year ever. And it's all right here. Like it is literally surrounding us. The same way that we're swimming in the air that we breathe, and there's electricity and Wi Fi all around us, there is this beautiful, incredible life, this life force, this potential, this possibility, this quantum vortex. It just is what actually is. And it's incredible how heavy the mind can be and we are so close to it that we don't see it. But when we start to actually pull out of the constraints of the ego and we attune to those much more higher vibrations where we're in that flow state, And there's so much that's been written on being in that flow state, but it's incredible how much we can access, how much creativity, how much insight, how much of our own ability to, to really grasp what the next move is to make and how much of our own life force. Then we can shine and share in the world to allow us to then take our seat and soak up all the most incredible opportunities that are right here. Like it's so potent and palpable. So I'm going to be going through a five-day free experience with you guys. Go get your seat. Go to kathyhow.com slash abundance. I'm so excited about it. And I'm just so excited about this year because thoughts do become things. And so much is changing for me. It took courage for me to tell my ego to take a back seat and stop calling the show. Don't keep your day job and to let it just be the Kathy Heller show. It's so free now. It's so expanded and it feels so much more aligned. And with that, I'm just allowing all the things to just be there because they've been waiting in the wings for me to just let them in. So this is the year that the Kathy Heller show will be a TV show. There'll be a tour. I'll let you guys know when the dates are. There's going to be my next book I'm writing now. It's just, it's so cool that I'm really actually returning to this place where there's a centeredness. There's a humility, a wholeness, and my ego can just take a hike. Um, so I can't wait to spend those, those days with you. So... I've just got so much to share and I can't wait because I want to see you guys with your lights totally turned on so that you can do what you came to the world to do. Well, speaking of that, today, one of my good friends is here, Amy Tangerine. She's amazing, the world that she created, that she creates for herself, for her family, for other people. She's a professional scrapbooker. She's an artist, she's a best-selling author, and she's so creative. She's one of those people who leads this magical life, and she's traveled around the world working with people to help them make things with their hands, scrapbooking, and savoring the moments in their lives. And she has a product line with American Crafts, she has a gorgeous family. She just redid this mid-century modern house in LA, which is gorgeous, When I first met her, she had just published her book called Craft a Life You Love. It's a workbook. It helps you infuse your life with creativity every day. Not only is she talented, but Amy is also just this radiant energy. And she sees the world in color. And she has a goodness and a wonder about her. And she turns all the possibilities on. This conversation is from a workshop that I did, and I think that you're going to hear some magical synchronicities here. So without further ado, please welcome the extraordinary Amy Tangerine. Hi, guys. Amy, you look so beautiful. Oh, thanks, Kathy. I got a shower in yesterday. (laughs) Oh, you look amazing. I'm so happy that you're here. And before we go a little bit further with sort of how you've done everything that you've done. Let's talk about what you do and how it how it sort of came to life and how
0: several businesses grew from that first spark. I think if I can put it very package it really neatly for you guys, I really from a young age was encouraged to do things that I loved to forge a path that was not there before. My parents are immigrants. I was, and I am an only child. I now have amazing, you know, sister and brothers-in-laws, but I grew up really wanting to create something. And I was bored a lot as an only child, you know, and my parents would always encourage me, go do something, go make something, go create something. And so I would find different projects to do. They encouraged weekend projects. My dad would, was an engineer, so he was always making something on the weekends, like coffee tables. And my mom just loved crafting. She sewed all of her own clothes when she first got to this country because she could not find anything to wear in her size. And so I think that all of those were ingrained in me. And somehow I just created businesses kind of on accident. The first one was from creating these arm warmers. I hand crocheted these arm warmers to wear on photo shoots because I was a fashion stylist. And so from there, a store got the attention because I was wearing them into their store opening party. And they said, where did you get those? And I said, I made them. And they said, can we order some for the store? And as soon as I delivered them the next week, I sold a pair out of the bag. My mom helped me crochet them. We had to think of a wholesale price. I had no idea what to say. I made up a number, $37. They retailed for $78 for a pair of crocheted arm warmers. And they sold out of half of them within three hours. So they called me up and said, Hey, we need more. I was written up in Women's Wear Daily, Lucky Magazine after that. This is many years ago, by the way, this is 2001. Fast forward, In the spring, they said, what are you going to make next? The store was so excited on what I would create next. I decided to hand embroider these tank tops and we just started making these things. And somebody said, well, you know, you should do a trade show. I said, what's that? And throughout this journey, I have been guided by so many amazing mentors and I've taken their advice and I really learned so much from them and I just said yes to all of these opportunities because they were exciting and they lit me up inside. And I think that's the thing that's carried me through is that somehow all of these random things that I like scrapbooking, I love, you know, parenting and journaling, and I love making art and doing all these things, playing with stickers and watercolors they somehow fit together in this weird way because I'm passionate about it. And I somehow, I don't know how, find a way to create a life that I love and hopefully inspire others to do the same. That was, I mean,
1: it was not a lot. It was so good. So I feel like I started my podcast for you. Like Amy is the quintessential example because she is a true, true, true creative. She will do it even if she's not being paid to do it. She's going to sit there. She just showed you her scrapbook, her journal. I remember sitting next to her at Lori Harder's book launch. And she's like, oh yeah, this is just what I do. I was like, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And you do that every single day. And she's like, yeah, because I want to savor my life. And I'm like, so you're one of the most mindful people I've ever met. I was totally inspired and blown away. And... What I want you all to hear is that not only did she just say that she started doing something she didn't know would turn into something so big, which is she just crocheted arm warmers and then it got the attention of a store. But Amy has gone on to do all of the things that I have told you guys you can do to make a living. She's written books and has a podcast. She's taught courses and workshops. She's hosted retreats. She has products. She has a sticker line with American craft. She has all kinds of product lines. And she's done a service. She has literally had people hire her to scrapbook a vacation. I'm talking high-end clients in LA, but started out with like, she did Pink's kids' birthday party, live scrapbooking a party. She is somebody you should just be sinking your teeth into. Follow her Instagram, follow her podcast, listen to what she's doing, get as close to her as possible because she has just said, like she's mentioned before, yes, to all of these opportunities. She's painted murals on the sides of children's museums. She is available to take her gift and put it in the world. And I want you to talk, to talk to us about that now. So I started with the Arm Warmers and then I know the story, right? It went into t-shirts. So let's talk about how you went from the Arm Warmers into the t-shirts and then quickly how that scrapbooking business took off and how that turned into things that blew your mind in terms of what was possible for you to get paid to do things that you love, but in so many different facets. It's incredible.
0: Thank you. Well, I started Amy Tangerine as a creative services business because I was a stylist producing photo shoots in Atlanta. I was 21 years old. I didn't know what I was doing, but a photographer liked the way I dressed. Okay. So that seems so trivial and so strange, right? But he said, have you ever thought about being a stylist? And I was like, no, what is that? And he said, you get to choose clothing. You get to pick clothing for models for these photo shoots. And I was like, sign me up. How do we do this? And so we just went and worked together on all these projects. Like you said, you know, unpaid, a lot of creative collaborations to have that opportunity presented. And I'm sure there's a lot of opportunities in your life that you may look back on and say, Oh, yeah, when I crossed that path, this is when my life opened up this door, or this opportunity came to be because I met this person. We had this conversation. So pay attention to those things that really resonate with you. And, you know, they're keys that can unlock so many possibilities that you didn't even know were out there. So then I did the arm warmers. Come spring, I did these embroidered tank tops. And Come fall, I was about to do this trade show that I wasn't sure if I was going to do it because it was a big investment. It was $10,000 basically by the time you paid for all the expenses. Well, I was at a store, a different store that I sold to and my cell phone rang and it was another store saying, Amy, have you seen Glamour magazine? Cindy Crawford is in your tank top working out. And so she was wearing the hand embroidered tank top that I wholesaled for $50, that Fred Siegel sold for $110. She's there doing leg lifts, you know, a paparazzi snapped her and she's in my tank top. And I was like, oh my gosh, so blown away. So the Fred Siegel story is so funny because we sent them 20 tank tops. So it was a thousand dollar order. And I remember like fly from Atlanta across country to L.A., I wanted to see my tank tops displayed at Fred Siegel. So my mom was working for American Airlines at the time and we flew to LA. They had the tank tops for about a week and we go into Fred Siegel and there's only three left. And I said, Oh, do you know what happened to the other ones? Did you send them to the other location? They're like, no, we sold, we sold them. And I was like, okay, do you want to order more? They're like, well, what are you going to make next? And so it's was like the series of what are you going to make next? And I was like, don't you want to order the same thing that, I, that sold really well in a week? Like you sold out of most of them. And they're like, no, we want to see what's, what's next. And so I had to constantly be innovating and coming up with new things that I could offer. And we did all of our shorts were hand stitched and hand embroidered in a time when denim was really big. So it could support an audience who wanted 80, 90, a hundred dollar t-shirts. You know, it's just so crazy to me because if you had told me that in college, I would have been like, there's no way. Why would somebody pay that much money? (laughs) But that's the thing is that you're offering something that's unique to somebody and you may not even be your own customer because you don't even realize that you're living this life and you're sharing your gifts. Like when Kathy talks about me, I just beam inside because she puts me in a light that I don't see myself in. It's almost like you can't see that about yourself because you're just living it and you find all these barriers to say, oh, well, I'm not actually that great. I'm not actually, I didn't actually accomplish all those things in such a short period of time, but really maybe it took you a long time. Maybe everything that's added up for me has been a lifetime of doing these little things and making these little choices And a lot of it is just saying like, yeah, I can do that. Or I can try to do that. I can try to scrapbook a celebrity event. I can try to, by the way, you had Dr. Phil on. And you know, I was at his 60th birthday party, scrapbooking his birthday. And here are all these amazing executives, celebrities and people. And these notes that his friends were writing him were just brilliant. And then they had this video that was made for Dr. Phil's birthday. And like, of course, Oprah's on the video and all these people. So he has this scrapbook and we finish it at the end of the night. So basically you get to take it home and we do this for weddings. And it's just a reminder. What I think is so interesting is that life moves so fast. And the reason I got into scrapbooking was because it was almost as if you could pause time, you could freeze time for that moment and, relive it, savor it and hold it in your heart, but you can also hold it in your hands and you can share it with somebody and you can experience it in such different ways. Technology allows you to do a lot of connection, but I think the tangibility of holding something in your hands for me is visceral. And, you know, for you, it might be something else. It might be Maybe you're amazing at arranging flowers and you can bake cookies or you can bake these amazing cupcakes. I have no idea. You know, whatever your business is, whatever your gift is, the reason you need to share it is because somebody else wants it. Somebody else out there is going to be inspired to embrace it in some way.
1: Oh my God. It was amazing. So I want to highlight two things that she said. Number one, listen to the story that she's telling, listen to what she's actually selling, right? Her entire being is lit up when she's talking about what it means to have a scrapbook at the end of a party, what it means to give somebody that gift that they can stop and save her time, that they can take history and collect lightning in a bottle, right? So that's number one is I want everyone to take that and say, okay, so we've talked about that so much in our program. What are we actually selling? It's the transformation, right? When Amy talks about it, even if you've never seen the scrapbook, you're in. You're like, because I want to save our time. I want to hold this moment, right? We all get what moments are about. So this is what she's doing. She's so all in. The other thing she's doing is she's thinking about where the biggest investors are. We've talked about how you get to choose your fishing hole, right? So Dr. Phil's 60th birthday party and people who have a bar and bat mitzvah, isn't that so clever to think about? I have a skill, I have a talent. What would I charge? Who might want this? Who, would pay for that, like a live scrapbooking. At they're already paying twenty thousand dollars for this big simcha, we would say in Hebrew, this big party, right? Why not tack on fifteen hundred dollars for a scrapbook? What do they already pay for the montage? I remember at my wedding, we paid four thousand dollars for a guy to set up the whole thing, make the, the montage, right? Okay, so I think what you guys might all be asking is like, well, how did she dip her toe into that? So Amy, can you talk about when you were first doing birthday parties, how that first idea came to you? And then from there, I think it would be cool for you to talk about how you got into um, doing those
0: corporate events. So it's actually kind of a selfish thing because I was so tired of scrapbooking my own life. I, at the time I only had a boyfriend and two dogs. Okay. And there's Only so much you could scrapbook about yourself. So selfishly, I actually just wanted to scrapbook for a client who had this life that was outside of mine. So in a way, I guess you could say it was selfless, but it was really selfish because I was just tired. I was like, you know, my life is good. And I'm so appreciative that I can scrapbook this, but I want to get kind of paid for doing this for somebody else. And I know that somebody, let's say with children who maybe lacks the time and the energy to do it, maybe they have a box of photos or memorabilia, just waiting for somebody like me to take it from them and say, here, I will put it together for you. It was the energy that I had was more than the supply that I had for actually making scrapbooking something that I could do regularly because I loved it so much, right? So scrapbooking the industry at the time did not pay you that much money to come up with scrapbook pages, okay? So they, they might send you supplies and you might be on their design team and you might get a bunch of wonderful things like you see behind me, but they didn't actually pay good money to scrapbook for them, And magazines didn't pay that much to, you know, so I couldn't figure out if I wanted to work in the scrapbook industry. I was like, eh, but I wanted to scrapbook. So I told my friend at a sushi happy hour, I said, wouldn't it be great if I just had one client who I could scrapbook for? And she said, you know what? I think I know the perfect client. (laughs) She literally gets on the phone and she hands the phone to me and Her friend says, okay, I'm having my daughter's birthday party on Friday night. Can you come scrapbook it? I was already booked for a scrapbooking event on Saturday night for Sweet 16 at Sony Studios. But I wasn't going to be scrapbooking for them regularly. It was just a one-off event, right? So I wanted a regular client who I could really just do a bunch of stuff for. So I was like, sure. This was a Wednesday. I was going to, in two days, scrapbook for her daughter's event, And I did. And at the end of the event, her daughter comes up and uh, another daughter, by the way she has seven kids, another daughter of hers comes up and says, Hey, are you coming back tomorrow for my birthday party? And I was like, you know what? I can't actually come back because I'm scrapbooking at Sony for sweet 16 tomorrow night. And she says, Oh no, my birthday party's in the morning at the pool party. And I was like, I don't know. Go ask your mom. So she goes down and she asks her mom and she her mom's like, "Yeah, sure." So I come back for another event and then I've been scrapbooking for them ever since. That was 12 or 13 years ago. They have seven kids and it was the perfect one client. So when I put it out there to my friend, I was not expecting her to just serve me up the client of my dreams. But the universe has a funny way of working when you're putting out positive energy and you're putting out those things. I didn't say, oh, gosh, you know, I'm not good enough to scrapbook for like an amazing client. And, you know, was I ready to take on a a client that had seven kids? Not necessarily. But guess what? The universe is like, yes, you're ready. And you're going to try it out. With this, I mean, what better way to dip your feet into the water by actually going in and saying, oh, yes, I do this and I would love to do it for you. So as I got to know her, because I just did two of her kids birthday parties, then I said, you know, maybe there's other ways I can help you. And she said, yes, I have bins and bins. And she used to hire somebody in Washington. She would mail boxes of photos to her and they would create yearly albums for her, for all of her kids. And then, so she wanted somebody local to take the memorabilia and look, your dream client, make sure you are ready for a dream client that you can't even imagine right now. The ideal client You have no idea. And the fact that she was just as happy to be connected with me, I've traveled to Thailand. I've traveled to Hawaii and done trip scrapbooks with them (laughs) because, yeah, they just like having me around. So whatever it is that you're doing, the reason that led me to creating a job for myself that I loved so much and was So blessed to have was because I just immersed myself into it. I loved it so much. I was obsessed with scrapbooking. I mean, you know, I'm so appreciative and grateful for the opportunity, but I'm also so clear now on what I will say no to and the boundaries that I will have around it. But at the same time, if a client just said to me, hey, do you want to paint a mural or do you want to do X, Y, Z? Do you want to do this? or How can we make this happen together? I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. You know, if I have a little bit of interest, I have this funnel that I run things through. It's the three F's, okay? And the three F's for me that I've determined as the way that I will filter opportunities is the things that I value most. So my three F's are freedom, fulfillment, and fun. It has to serve every single one of those. Okay. So let's say this opportunity to talk to all of you because Kathy is so amazing. Do I have the freedom to say what I want to and to bring my best self to the table? Yes. Does it fulfill me in some way to be able to talk to all of you and maybe inspire you to take one piece of action after this? Yes. Is it fun for me to talk to Kathy and to hear how she's doing these amazing things and having you all be inspired and driven to, you know, forge your own path? Yes. So no brainer, no brainer. Am I going to carve out this hour or however long we're going to talk for to do this? Okay. Okay. Am I getting paid any money? No. Does it matter? No. I mean, in fact, freedom usually is the payment part. Okay. So freedom is usually the part where I say, is it X amount of money? Because Kathy, you know, what's so funny when we were in our mastermind, something that blew my mind when we were there, she's like, you mean you're traveling to these places to teach scrapbooking and you're doing it for $10,000 and that's okay with you. And I was like, yeah, of course, you have no idea the connection that I get to go to South Africa and scrapbook with with these women who, you know, were under apartheid for so long. And you get to go to Japan and scrapbook with these women who, you know, you need a translator for, but they traveled by train to come see you for a day and to be in a room with women to, really connect and show them that they can create. I just think that we all are presented and we're all here for a reason. Okay. You are in this zoom for a reason and whatever you do with it after you leave, that's up to you. My fear used to be in telling my story was that people would say, Oh, she's so lucky. And she just was in the right time at the, right place at the right time or whatever. She would, they would discount my success. And it happened to me actually, after I started scrapbooking and after I got a collaboration with American crafts, there was this smack blog. It was so awful. It, It was called like scrap smack or something. And then they said something bad about me. And they said, she was just in the right place at the right time to get the thing with American crafts. And So one collection I had with them, it was the one opportunity. They said, we would love for you to present all your ideas. You can have a scrapbooking collection, but it's just going to be a one-off. And that was what I was under contract for. By the way, I just released my 20th collection with them. And it's called Brave and Bold. And it's called Brave and Bold for a reason, because you have to make these brave and bold decisions for yourself. Okay. Nobody else is going to make them for you after you get out of this zoom call or after you decompress from your day and whatever you're going to do. It's really about what you do with all of this information or wisdom. You know, you can take it or leave it. You might not like me and that's okay. I have no problem with that. I have learned to disregard that. I am definitely not for everybody. But I think after my third collection with American Crafts, I was like, you know what? I am not ever going to allow myself or any of my friends to go to any toxic websites like that for any reason. Unless it fuels you to do better, don't even go there, right? All those negative voices. I am so mean to myself. I don't need somebody else being mean to me. I used to be so hard on myself as if I was, I didn't deserve it, or I couldn't do that thing that I thought was impossible because nobody else was doing it. Why would I be able to connect all of these random hobbies of mine and make them into something I do for a living? Why would I be the one to do that, right? Who am I to say, no, guess what? You deserve that and you deserve more. That client with seven kids, there are so many more clients out there who you can serve in your own way. And if you only want one, that's okay too. I only asked for one and I got the best one. So it was only downhill from there. Right. But not really, but that's the kind of negative thinking that would creep in. It's like, I can't go up from here. I've already, you know, created my empire of like creativity. How else can I show up and how else can I do better? I can't one up myself. I've already, I've already peaked. (laughs) I'm already living the dream, you know, and who am I to live the dream? I used to feel guilty. I used to feel guilty. Like I should be doing something else because I wanted to create a shirt that said, this one says, hello, sunshine. This is my design, but I wanted to create this, a shirt that said living the dream. And I wanted to wear it so that other people could be like, how are you living the dream? And how can I do that? And I wanted to show up and say, hey, I can hopefully help you. I don't know. Here's my story. And then maybe you can do it. That's why I wrote that book, Craft a Life You Love. Intentional living, you know, creative living. And how can you embrace that?
1: You are absolute magic. And I've been so blessed to become such good friends with Amy because we were in this mastermind together that the two of us, well, there were three of us that kind of put it together, but then we each asked a few people and it was, it was just incredible to be that close and develop such deep connection with each other. And you are so fierce because there's such a radiance from you. There's a kindness, but there's a strength. Your strength is just so legit. There is no posturing. There's no affect. There's no ego. It's just that strength because you know what? She earned her strength by showing up and being bold and being brave and nothing else. And at the same time, she's so loving and lovable. And if you watch anything that she does, you just feel all of that all the time. It's so congruent, so congruent, so congruent. As you guys right now are listening to this, I want you to type in the chat. What's your version of when Amy said, let's see, what would be my most desirable scenario? And in the moment, she said to her friend, you know what I would love? I would love one awesome client who I could have on retainer. And so it was written in the stars. If you can design your life, if you can craft the life you love, what would be your highest desire? I want you to come from your most potent desire, and I want you to write it down, what would be your bravest and boldest, most delicious desire of what you could create? Call it forward. Be bold enough and brave enough to stir the dream pot.
0: What else is coming? I love one client. Amy, you want to comment? Misha. I only know one other Misha. Is it? I hope it's pronounced Misha. Is it the same Misha who I know? <laughs> Misha! Oh my gosh! So Misha and I met in this crazy way too. I have chills on my face. Oh okay. We met at a conference for video. We met in person and we literally just had lunch together through this other friend of ours, Vid Summit. Thank you. And then Misha ends up coming to my house. We go to Sage for lunch and we just connected, and she comes over to my house and she shares with me her heart. And then I shared with her my heart about going through my miscarriages. And I think at that time I had only had three miscarriages. And um, sorry if this is a triggering for anybody, but my heart was just so connected to her. And it was just one of those crazy moments. Like I will always remember the way I feel, and I feel so much like she had so much to do with bringing my daughter to me oh my gosh like your angel who's looking after you Misha helped me bring Juniper so thank you
1: that is so amazing and I want to just comment first of all that right there is a perfect example of the magic that is Amy and how she can be so present in every moment not just presently in the moment, but savoring and therefore seeing whatever is the highest and best in the moment. And Nisha, that's an amazing thing that you gave that back to her. And the fact that you just mentioned it, I will just say, and I didn't know how public you were with it, but now that you mentioned it, I can tell you being in Amy's life and being there in those moments and crying with her um, through... She said only three at one point. There was more than three. And it was incredibly courageous how you continued to be willing to want the ultimate dream, which you had not been promised for sure, no guarantees, and you kept going. And I remember bravely supporting you to keep going into the night, even when I knew that I was cheering you on towards something that might hurt a lot if the answer was not granted. And yet, Amy had the courage to
0: keep dreaming that dream. And your daughter is so. I mean, all children are a it's all It's a miracle we're here, right? All of us and each one of us, if we don't look inside of ourselves to make sure that we Consistently are living through our hearts and with our intention, then I, we're we're not maximizing our possibility, right? We have this radiance that we need to. So, sorry, this bracelet here says "Create Light," and the woman who made it for me wrote me a letter. Okay, she said that I can share it publicly, so I will share it, but she through scrapbooking and journaling and me sharing my life and um, sharing that I had postpartum anxiety, which I didn't know was a thing when I had experienced it with my first son, gave her the courage to actually do a lot of things that she wouldn't have done. I mean, look at this handwritten note. I mean, hello. Right. And she sends me this. And what I want to share too, is that Kathy, remember that first mastermind. So when we decided to do the mastermind, the first meeting in person of this group that we got to experience together, I um, was miscarrying. (laughs) I was miscarrying, I think, for the fourth time. And I had just started it. And I didn't even mention it until the end, because I wanted to make sure that we were, you know, focused on all of our things that we wanted to talk about. And I wasn't even going to bring it up. It's something Something just made me want to share that. And it turned out the same mastermind group over Zoom in April of 2020 was when I shared that I was pregnant. And I mean, I was only like six weeks pregnant and I hadn't even told my family. (laughs) And I just, I feel so much love because I think that we can go through painful experiences. And living our lives fully. And if you don't believe in the fact that, you know, our pain has a purpose and it's not there just to hurt us. Okay. We walk through things and we share our pain with certain people because it can strengthen them in just telling our story. And so Misha sharing her light in a way that she didn't even know was sharing her light with me, opened up something inside of me that made it so that, you know, I truly believe in the power of the angels who are watching over us and why we are gifted with synchronicities in meeting people and certain people along our path. So, all this to say, never lose hope because I remember one of the masterminds, Kathy, I was like, it's okay. I mean, you know, we've resorted to Jack being the only child. I surrendered to the idea finally of Jack being an only child. And I, I did, I truly surrendered. And Kathy was like, Amy, (laughs) I'm sorry, but all I hear from you is that, you know, here you are, you're getting your second home, which is what JC really wanted. But we got our second child that we both wanted. It was through surrendering, but also holding on to hope in our hearts, you know, that for the highest good of all. And it could have worked out differently, and we would still be thriving. I promise. Okay. We would still be thriving. I would still be living in the same light. And So the outcomes that you think that you hold so dearly and hold in your heart, this is better than I could have ever imagined. I would have never planned a seven-year age gap, okay? I don't think that I just would have planned it. And so life goes the way it goes because we have to be open to possibilities. We have to dream big. We have to believe that our intentions and our magical thinking will serve us in ways that we can't even fathom right now. Yeah.
1: And I think that the reason why it ties into everything we're talking about is because look at that conversation that I had with Amy, the reason I said to her, hang on a second. I know you just said you're surrendered. I'm, I'm, I'm almost nervous to say this out loud, but I don't hear that from you. I know what you still want. And it's because I had gone through 12 rounds IVF that failed. And I have three amazing kids and the amount of pain and the amount of times where I was told this is not happening. You don't say that to Kathy Heller. I don't take no for an answer. And that's how I live my business. My business isn't about a business. It's people can say whatever they want about you. At the end of the day, you know who you are. Right. And thankfully, most people don't say anything rude about at least it's not getting back to me. But me and Amy, right? We know who we are, and I think that the reason this is so important is because going through my fertility struggle, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Okay. And I was clear that that was the hardest thing. I understood that, but it was like, what are we doing next? And the the number one thing is what's my deepest and highest desire? What's my deepest desire? Let's go. Let's go. So, do you think that if I'm gonna like launch something, whether it's like you know how many songs I pitched to ad agencies for every song that they said no, it was like, how many did they say yes to, right? It's par for the course. This is why all of the books, Angela Duckworth, what does she say? Grit, resilience. But what coincides with grit and resilience? Optimism, right? And I think that that's what you and I have in common, right? We're going to constantly look for the rainbows. We're going to constantly look for Oh, I know you think that it's a gray day, but do you see where that sun is peeking through the clouds? Because we're going to stick around. Or do you know how the best days are the gray days? Or we're going to be in the rain. We're going to make the most of the rain. It's like, yes, and, yes, and. So you're listening to this woman. This is why that happened for a reason. Everything happens for us. You're listening to this woman talk to you about how she's created a multi-seven figure income, doing all kinds of things from stickers and scrapbooking parties and t-shirts and everything else. And then what do you go ahead and hear? Oh, okay. And this person was willing to walk through fire over and over the hardest possible feeling and keep showing up because still that desire was the North star. That desire was, she wasn't going to quit without a fight. Right. And her daughter is like a sprite. It's like, you know, and she wasn't 29 when she conceived her. Right. And thank God.
0: 42. Yeah. And you know, I, we did do IVF. Um, that was my third miscarriage was through IVF. And then my husband was like, we're not doing this. So I've been pregnant six times, okay? Only one through IVF. And so, and that didn't work out. And so when when my husband wanted to give up IVF, I was so determined. I was like, this is how it's going to happen. But it didn't, it didn't happen. And then I went on to have another miscarriage after that, after the third one, that was natural. And I went to a reader and they said, you will... Have a child on your own. You will. It's possible. It's possible, but you have to heal the family unit. And hearing that first, I mean, I was like, how do I heal the family unit? And, you know, through a lot of painful, I guess, introspection, there was a lot of healing that had to happen before Juniper's soul was willing to come to our family. So don't- I don't know.
1: That's so fascinating too. And we don't need to get into the details of that. That's for you to share. Um, but for me as well, I think that all of this, we want to make it that what has to happen is you just need someone to hand you a formula of what your offer is going to look like or how you're going to launch it. Or, you know, I remember when Amy and I were talking about podcasts, I was like, okay, you're going to start a podcast. She's like, okay, so what do I do first? What do I do second? It wouldn't have mattered whether she did those things first or second. It was who she is and where she was at her life, right? Where she was at in order for that podcast to just like, like start to click along. And so, what I'm saying is, it's always in the vibration, right? And so, like she said all along, she's doing all these steps, and then someone says to her, "Maybe you should heal this thing that's going on in the family." It's like, what does that even mean? How do I approach that? sure enough, this thing changed, which was sort of like in this blind spot, but actually hidden in plain sight. Next thing she knows, she has a beautiful child. I have had that in our family with other things that we wanted to manifest. And I'm like, hmm, where are we not a matching vibration to that? So when it comes to abundance, when it comes to living the most technicolor life, Where can you take a step back and say, okay, how can I get into position so I can catch, so I can receive this dream?
0: Well, you have to actually be in alignment first, right? You have to, no matter what is going on around you. Okay. So I do this little visual because there's so much craziness out there right now. And the energy is trying to get your attention and trying to bring you down maybe, or trying to get to you. Here is all of this happening, but what matters is how you are aligned with yourself. How are you feeling right here? Are you grounded enough to say, I need to pause for a second because here was my life. I was traveling all the time. I was, you know, I couldn't even keep track of the last place I was because I was planning the next trip. And then I only had a few days in the studio and it was go, 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 go. Right? Right. And until I was able to pause, to really pause. Now, I don't come from a family of pausers. We're constantly doing. I'm constantly doing something with my hands. I am always setting things in motion because that's just how I know to do things. But in that pausing, in that breathing and making sure that you take time for yourself in the healing. I mean, I believe that we're healing Constantly, where it's a process, right? We're living and breathing and we're evolving and we're healing at the same time. And you can't allow for more abundance to come into your life if you're constantly chasing something else and you're not aligned with your truth at the moment. And whatever it is for you, you know, you have to decide how am I going to create light today? Even though All the stuff that's going on and, you know, if you're watching the news and, you know, something is upsetting you about what's happening in Texas or something is upsetting you about XYZ out there, how can you bring the most light to yourself so that you can radiate it out to others? And some days are going to be so much harder than others, right? Some days I come in here and I want to show you this awful thing. Well, I'm going to call it awful because this was not what I had pictured in my head, okay? Okay. But to me, going through that process, putting the colors, watching the water seep in and mix with the yellow from the pink to create something. And then here, you know, I could have been doodling while I was talking to you all, but it's something that is intrinsic in all of us to go on to the next thing, right? If we fail or we don't, succeed in the way that we're wanting to measure like our level of success, we immediately want to abandon and say that we're a failure and we just don't do that again, right? But there are reasons that we have to embrace the process. We have to embrace the journey in every step of it because there's a reason that I looked over at the chat at that moment. I haven't seen much of the chat at all. And I see Misha. I was like, Misha, there's only one Misha I know. Why did that jump out at me? You have to take and be present. So present is my word of the year. I choose a word every year. And I want you to see in January, I created this, okay? So present meaning both a state of awareness in the moment you're in and also the gift, a present, okay? A present to you, a present to me, this gift of being together And finding that clarity and learning to really do the inner work that it takes, right? And going through the process of like making these mini mood boards or vision boards every month by clipping these magazine cutouts, right? This one says awaken. This one says reconnect, revive, and rediscover, okay? This is something that I need to do for myself. And when I don't do this, when I don't take 10 minutes a day to do this for myself, I don't feel in alignment. And so what is it for you? What is it that you can do 10 minutes a day? If you have more time to carve out, that's wonderful. But how can you do it so that you can feel happy and really just in a place of alignment with yourself so that you can show up as your best self? when things are crazy because guess what the world is just going to be crazy around you. It's just, things are just going to happen around you. So instead of fighting against it, how can you bring your creative momentum to light and be present and give your gifts to the world?
1: It's such an honor to hear you and to be in your presence And I think one of the things I'd love for you all to take away from her presence is her radiance. And another way that we could talk about it is her enthusiasm. We know from scientific data that enthusiasm lights up most strongly in the brain. So more than love, more than hate, more than lust. The thing that lights up most in the brain is a state of enthusiasm. That's where we all want to be, right? Enthusiasm is beyond anything right? It's like, Oh, I'm bubbling over. Like it's infectious, right? It's contagious. And so I'd almost like you guys to, first of all, you could get her book and use this as a, as a morning practice, but what would happen if you took the morning and for five minutes in the morning, you took watercolor or you took crayons or pastels and, and literally shared your enthusiasm for service for what you desire for bringing possibility in the world to ground you every single day. So before you go into the world, instead of taking the world on and aligning with whatever negativity you're, you're sort of queuing on into, what if you called forth your enthusiasm and trusted it, trusted that your enthusiasm does burn so brightly that it would maybe affect other people. Maybe that is the task. Maybe there's always been darkness. Maybe in every generation, maybe at any time in history, if you read the front page of the New York Times, there's something negative going on. Maybe, right? And maybe the job of the warriors, the courageous souls, is to keep looking for where we can be enthusiastic, where we can get really excited about what's possible. And maybe that's what we sell. Maybe at the end of the day, that's what's selling whatever it is that we're doing. People just want to be around something that offers that next possibility. And so, Amy, you've done that so well. You do it all of the time. Why don't you tell everybody what's one step? Because you said this before to tie it into being brave and bold. If you had to take that one step from this call and you're listening and you're at a place where You've kind of figured out what you're offering. Maybe you've made a few hundred dollars, but maybe you haven't. You're right there in the beginning. What is one brave and bold step that you would encourage them to take?
0: I would encourage you to get really clear in your mind on what it is you would love to happen, okay? What you would love, What fills you with so much light and energy inside. Hold it inside of you for a second and then write it down on a piece of paper. You can even paint it, draw it, write it down. Okay, then the next step, sorry, that's twofold, because I think that you have to gain clarity with putting it down on paper. And this is not typing it into your phone. I mean, if that's your only choice, fine, but there's magic and power in taking pen to paper, writing it down, And then I want you to go tell somebody, go tell anybody what it is and perhaps choose somebody. I was going to say, don't choose somebody who's going to poo-poo your idea, but that's okay too, because I think that sometimes that actually drove me when I would bring up, some my idea or what I was doing. I actually liked when then there were some like negative naysayers who are like, oh, you can't do that. You can't make any money doing that. How are you going to do that? And you know, blah, blah, blah. It actually fueled me a little bit. But choose somebody who <laughs> will maybe at least just listen to you. Okay. And watch their reaction. Even if they're not ready to receive it in the way that you want them to, just Saying it out loud after you've written it down, after you've put pen to paper, there's a beautiful thing that happens, I think, intrinsically and then also outwardly, right? The enthusiasm piece is so funny to me because the first press release that American Crafts wrote about launching a collection with me, they said, the enthusiastic designer, Amy Tan. And I was like, I'm enthusiastic? That's the only word that they could think of saying about me. And I looked at everybody. I was like, enthusiastic, really me? And they're like, uh, yeah, dummy. (laughs) Of course you're enthusiastic. And it's a compliment. But I used to think that I needed to tone things down. I used to think that I needed to tone down what I was obsessed with because not everybody's obsessed with stickers. Not everybody's going to get excited over these rainbow colors and art supplies, you know? But who cares? Who cares? No big deal. The thing about it is, I think enthusiasm is so generous.
1: You know, it's like here you are walking into a space, and not only do you have energy, but you have so much energy that you're willing to give it away. And it's vulnerable, right? It's really vulnerable to be enthusiastic because so often people want to play it cool. It's like, how do you like that girl? Well, she's all right. You gonna go on a second date? Maybe. How about? Oh my God, I really like her. You know, or how did you like that thing? Oh my God, it was so amazing. So-and-so was there. It was so powerful, right? It's beautiful. It's, it's incredible. I love this idea of you guys taking your next step. I love the idea of you filling yourself with why you're so excited because how can we expect somebody to be excited to take our offer seriously if we're not just overflowing with it, you know? Oh, so good. All right, well', tell everybody where they can find you and follow along and listen and read and and
0: everything else. Thank you. yes, I am Amy Tangerine. You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, all the places is Amy Tangerine. My book is called Craft a Life You Love, and I'm gonna tell you a secret, but I've been working on a big project that is gonna come out January of next year and it relates to. Everything that we've been talking about. So, I would love for you to sign up for my email list if you want to do that. I have a freebie that I think is really fun about getting clarity and bringing more light and finding out what uplifts you and what lights you up. And so, there's a really, even if you don't think that you're creative in the same way that I express myself. I believe everybody is creative. So anybody can get this little workbook and find out what lights you up and get more clarity on it and go tell somebody your dreams, no matter how big they are. Okay. Write it down, write it down. And you know what, if you want to shoot me a picture of it, please do. Um, in her Instagram, so go to her Amy Tangerine
1: Instagram, and then look at the link in bio free guide, lift your creative spirits. Lift your creative spirits. Go check it out. She's incredible. And and I do hope that this is a visceral um, experience today, full body experience of what is possible. And I would love for you, as often as you spend time thinking about how things have not worked out or how you're not enough, I would love for you to spend time starting to dream up what would feel the highest and best, most sparkly desire if you could get paid what? To do what? Because guess what? Those clients are there. Those customers are there. And you just have to sort of be available to start to even dream that desire for that desire to then be something that comes to your inbox, in your heart, in your hands. Love you guys so much, Amy. Can't wait to see you in person. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you. What a lovely. Thing it is to sit with her. Here are the takeaways. Number one, pay attention to the opportunities that resonate with you. There are so many keys that can unlock possibilities you didn't even know are out there. Number two, whatever your gift is, you need to share it. Someone else out there wants it and will be inspired to embrace it. We're all here for a reason. Number three, the universe has a way of working for you when you put out positive energy. Number four, make the brave and bold decisions for yourself. No one else can do it for you. Number five, we can go through painful experiences and still live our life fully. Pain is for a purpose. We can strengthen people by sharing our story. Number six, in the pausing, you can make time for healing and room for abundance. Number seven, take 10 minutes a day to get in alignment with yourself so you can show up as your best self. And number eight, there's an even better outcome for you than you can't plan be open to the possibilities. Dream big. Our intentions and magical thinking will serve us in ways that we can't even fathom. All right. Now I want to give a shout out to some of our incredible students in our podcast program. So Deborah said, my biggest win is getting out of my own way. With your guidance, I overcame years of procrastination and instead pep talked myself through the times I wanted to give up. We launched you are a culture keeper podcast two days early. I took Kathy's lead and magically built a team on a budget that includes a producer and a web designer. More importantly, this podcast supports musicians, activists, and artists who are allies in BIPOC communities who are helping humanity evolve with their visionary work. Taking Kathy's workshop has skyrocketed me in supporting four other friends in starting their podcast too. My glow has been contagious and I am so grateful to you and your entire team for bringing a project I dreamt up for two years into reality. Debra, you are such a rock star. I'm so proud of you. And I love this goodness that you're creating with your podcast. And that's incredible that you're helping more people become podcasters and showing them that this is possible. So that's so cool. Let's all go give Debra some love. You can check out her podcast, You Are a Culture Keeper podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And the next win, Alana said, my biggest win so far was from going from a Definite C student in my first episode to following and implementing Kathy's advice. And after episode 10 was done recording, my guest who has been in business 37 years and interviewed previously by major TV networks here in Australia said that my interview with her was the best interview experience she's ever had in years of her business. My best wishes for the new year. Oh my gosh, Alana. I love this. First of all, 10 episodes. It's awesome. Most podcasters, as you know, don't get past seven episodes, so you're already ahead. And secondly, you're already well on your way to becoming a phenomenal interviewer. That empathy and creating a space for people to feel seen is so powerful. Alana's show is available at easterninfluence.com, so go take a listen and give her your support. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this show. There's so many good guests coming, so make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And I'm curious if you know someone who would be fired up from the story that Amy shared today from this conversation. If the answer is yes, then share the episode. Email somebody the link right now. Text somebody the link or go to your Instagram or Facebook and post about it. And if you tag me on Instagram at kathy.heller, you can also tag Amy at Amy Tangerine because I know she would love to see that this impacted you. Finally, if you want to join me for my free five-day event, this is called Most Abundant Year. It's going to be the most incredible one that we've done. It's free. You can register and grab your seat at kathyheller.com slash abundance. I'll be live with you every day for five days. I'll leave you with a song of mine. Have an awesome weekend. I'll talk to you Monday.
2: If dreams are made of paper, let's make paper mache. We'll build a world together with our hands. And if hope, Wouldn't that be grand? Nothing lasts forever, so we're all a little scared. But we're not giving up that easy, no, we wouldn't dare. Hey, hey, Mr. Sun, don't you set tonight.